Hello and welcome back to the final episode of season three of the Britico podcast hosted by me, Motomayo. Uh, as I always say, the Britico is a platform for conversations and community between and across the Nigerian and Black diaspora. All episodes are available on SoundCloud, Apple and Spotify. Please do subscribe, follow and review and get involved in the conversations on Twitter and Instagram. I'm really excited to be rounding out season three with Samia. Samia is a 20-something-year-old Nigerian Muslim woman from London. She's interested in music and international development and loves sharing her thoughts on these themes. Welcome, Samia. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> no, I'm really, no, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Um, and actually, I was thinking, like, oh, I have Samia on the podcast. Like, I can't not somehow weave music into the conversation, even though it's not necessarily what the topic is about today. Um, so before we get into like um, the proper conversation, I actually just wanted to ask and be like, what have you been listening to? Or like, what were you listening to to get you through like the lockdown? Yeah, music. I've been listening to quite a few things. I've been revisiting some of my old favourites and also been getting into some new stuff. Because I think when you're, what do you call it? Like when you're inside for a long period of time and you start to miss things, and you start to miss people and I always like I know I'm not the only person that does this but always associate different types of musical artists with different people in different times 100%. yeah it's just been so weird like listening to so much Afrobeats and not having been to one hall party in almost two <laughs> years I don't know it just feels so wrong like <laughs> Just listening to Afrobeats inside your house and you're not going anywhere. It's just, it takes the fun out of it. But I've been listening to quite a lot. What have you been listening to? um, I was thinking about this as well. I was like, I've been listening to like a lot of, um, what have I been listening to? I think it's been like a big mixture. I've ran, not randomly, but I've started going back to projects that I loved, but forgot that I loved. So like, Recently, I've really been listening to um, Awaken, is it Awaken My Soul, Childish Gambino's record, like Redbone mm. on it. Um, I've gone back and I'm listening to a lot of 70s and 80s music, like a lot. You know like what, so have I. A lot. Yeah. That's been really interesting. I don't know why. Um, Anderson Pack stays on rotation for me. Of course, yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of that um and yeah like similar like similarly I think like Afrobeats um I've I really enjoyed Wizkid's new record like I didn't know what was going to happen when I was hearing he was dropping a new album I was like okay let's see like I want to love it but I don't know and I was like okay he did what he needed to do of course yeah and like another fave he did not do what he needed to do on his most uh recent record I'm like I do not need to hear Diddy one more time on this album I think I don't understand like do you know what gonna keep it clean I mean (laughs) I you guys know how I feel about Diddy and the like but um you know Mm -hmm. came to bring good vibes so I'm gonna put that aside no that is so funny but like (laughs) one of the reasons I wanted to like just open with um music is because I've like I think I've always known like you're really into music like you have like uh really good um well what I mean, I'm being biased, but I'm like, I think you have really good taste. But I think the thing for me, which I kind of knew, but I really saw during lockdown was like, your music knowledge is mad. Like, 
and one of the things I wanted to ask was like how like where did that come from because the thing is I think a lot of people like music right but like you know history like you know and actually your 10 v 10 no signal I think you repped ludicrous right yeah when I was listening to that I was like okay do you know what I was like Samia is dropping bangers she is <laughs> reminding I literally was like Ludacris has to win this and he did because I was like you did what you needed to do so yeah it was so good it was so good I just like I just needed people to know like if you want to when Samia says she's interested in music it's like you're gonna get taste you're gonna get knowledge you're gonna get like good recommendations like that's one of the things that I love from following you thank you thank you no, 100% you know it's so interesting that you mentioned that because I remember when I was doing that and I remember because I was like in the earlier days of No Signal and I think just as a side note I don't think people know like how hard it is to pick like a good 10-15 tracks like it's hard because obviously there's tracks that I know if I hear that like, I'm gonna go wild but then there were some tracks that I played and some other tracks that got played and the reactions were just not what I thought they would be. I was thinking, but this is a tune though. <laughs> a lot but, of people said that. Like when, because obviously there were some like controversial 10v10s, right? Well, maybe people <laughs> who thought they were going to win didn't win. And everyone was like, what are you doing? But they're like, it's hard to pick 10 songs because like, do you go and pick 10 songs that you're like, these are the hardest 10 songs that I think for this artist? Or do you pick 10 songs that you're like, people are going to vote for that? You know, because I always think that like, if I were to do 10v10, I don't know I was thinking of like certain artists I was like I would struggle because for me I'd be like this is like top five songs for me but for like the general public maybe not and also I think like not to be that person and I think this is why I love your music knowledge because there was some 10 v 10s I was just like oh you could definitely tell there was like a disconnect between um like people who really knew the artist and people who knew like hype if that makes sense yeah because mm. and it's, and that came up a lot like in uh, in some of the commentary around like a lot of the versus battles like there was one I remember there was one that there were quite a few that I remember seeing the lineup and just thinking this is such a mismatch and like the one I think it was the one with Scott Storch and somebody else because I remember they changed that one and I still didn't like it I still thought it was a mismatch and that again that it goes to show like sometimes it's not always about oh which songs you know had the most hype which songs were this and that like it's not always as simple as that and it's so hard trying to explain that to people sometimes but there's still so much more but I think that being said though what I did since we're on the topic of music what I have really enjoyed like this lockdown was you know the fact that these verses and the 10 v10s like really kind of make you appreciate a lot of artists that you kind of grew up with that you didn't really I wouldn't say you what you didn't appreciate but as in you grow up and you kind of see how certain tracks was made and who was behind them and it's so crazy like that's probably one of my favorite things about like music rediscovery especially during this time yeah 100% I mean I to be honest all art like if I'm thinking about film television and music but specifically music it's and it's not hyperbole I'm not an exaggeration when I say like music is what kept me going especially you know I was just telling you earlier but like lockdown three had me on the ropes I do not know how 
I would have got through winter without music. So for everyone that's dropped records before, for people who dropped records during lockdown, during the pandemic, um, that's from like, you know, big artists to like independent artists. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. I, I needed that. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I just wanted to talk to you a bit about that because um, <laughs> I don't know, like I, I like heavily associate music with you. So I was just like, I need to, we need to talk about it before we get into the conversation for sure. Um, but talking about getting into the conversation and it's so, it, I was thinking about this. I was like, I didn't plan it like this, but we're recording the episode and it's Ramadan. I was like, oh, would you look at me? <laughs> um, <laughs> even though I hadn't really thought that far ahead. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast was because we've had a couple of conversations about this, I think, just through like diaspora development socials. And also I haven't, I realized like I haven't had like the kind of like Nigerian Muslim perspective experience on podcast, but I come from a multi-faith family. So I'm like, duh. Um, and I guess one of the things that I've been thinking about, especially when people talk about religion in Nigeria, is this idea of like, the Muslim North and the Christian South. But I think being Yoruba and again, being from a multi-faith family, I'm like, it's actually a bit more complex than that, in my yeah. opinion. Um, mm. And so I kind of wanted to start kind of light and just ask like, you know, how's Ramadan been going for you? Um, like how, what are some of the customs that you do like as a family or individually? And is it something that actually you've always, um, like you've always observed? Mm. Um, I think this one, this Ramadan, it's been going, it's been going much better than last year because at least now the mosque is open up. We've got a bit, we've got less restrictions. Like it's still limited numbers and whatnot. But in terms of the community aspect, because that's something that over the last, I want to say like five, six years, I've missed because last year was the first time in quite some time that I'd spent the whole Ramadan at home and by that I mean because usually I'm in uni so I'm either back and forth or I'll spend the first half in uni the second half at home and vice versa so I remember struggling last year because I was home I was really looking forward to the community aspect of it and then to not have that and especially because it was in the beginning of lockdown no one really knew what was going on um that was really it was really challenging for me so for this year it's been good to be home and to have a bit more of the community around and on a practical note as well I think it's been much easier than the last few because we've got all the summer months out the way now <laughs> so um, it hasn't been as hot I haven't been as drained because before we was fasted from like 3 a.m till 9 30 and I remember that was just that was so difficult because I had exams I had dissertation and all kinds of things so at least now I feel like I can go the month at my own pace and you know be grounded and do things like set spiritual goals for myself that are a bit more personal because now like I said that we're indoors a lot more now so there's less pressure from outside I mean it still exists but there's less pressure from outside to like perform your Ramadan or like your Islam in general a certain mm, type really of way so yeah. did yeah, you like, like flash that out a bit more like when you say perform do you mean as in because you'd be outside so people would expect you to behave a certain kind of way if that's the right I don't know if that's the right question even um 
sort of but not really in that and I guess I don't think that this is exclusive to Muslims in general but like anyone I guess anyone that follows a religion can kind of relate to this in the sense that sometimes there are certain acts and certain ways yeah Mm -hmm. that is like sometimes you're not doing it because you necessarily want not that you don't want to do it but sometimes you know that's just not where you're at and yeah there's a pressure to perform yeah exactly yeah like, respectfully I don't <laughs> I really need to explain <laughs> I don't really need to explain like my yeah. decision to anyone so like being able to just go at my own pace and set my own goals for myself has just been so has just been made the month a lot more personal because even though I was talking about missing the com- even though I was talking about missing the um, community aspect of Ramadan, like, I think this year I've really been able to kind of be a bit more introspective and not have as many distractions as I would like from outside. So that's been that's been really transformative for me. No, that's amazing. Um, and thank you for sharing. <laughs> uh, like I, again, because I guess I was just reflecting on like my own immediate family. Um, and I think I don't like to use this word in this context but I can't think of anything better but like the fact that being someone's faith like we're so I was going to say tolerant but I'm going to say accepting but it's not even accepting it's just the norm right like I'm like, yeah someone, you know what I mean someone's going to mosque or like church it's not like <laughs> a thing that like oh my god no what? I 100% you know what I mean because um, I'm in a um, multi-faith yeah. family and like growing up like it wasn't really a thing like it was just you know I'm Muslim my cousin's Christian we'll celebrate Christmas with them sometimes after Isla link up at ours like it's not really <laughs> do you know what I mean like I don't want to speak for everybody no I, mean, I hear that though the, it's very the general consensus like the general consensus amongst like Yoruba people who have grown up in like multi-faith families like I don't know that like, it's just like obviously we're aware of it but it's not it's like a non-issue yeah I mean you like okay I mean I know I was growing up I mean my we it's a Christian family now like my inner family but growing up I was definitely that kid being like oh yeah like I'm half Muslim half Christian what does that mean (laughs) what does that even mean because like trying that's something that like sometimes trying to explain certain intricacies I guess to people that are outside it's like pulling teeth because it's that yes we know that that is quote-unquote not a thing but (laughs) many people who have grown up with families like that of course like when people when we say that it's never I don't even know it's sometimes because sometimes trying to explain it to people it's like respectfully you just don't get it (laughs) you don't get it yeah you know and, and um, most times I feel like we were doing it because it was like it was how we demonstrated or respected like both sides it was like yeah I'm, I'm why would I not be both when that's how I'm growing up but actually <laughs> I guess as you get older you kind of like start to decide for yourself but it is one of those things that I feel like was very common amongst like Europe kids being like oh yeah I'm half and half but I look back and I'm like what does that mean no, but I think that that's really interesting what you've just said, because I've never heard anyone explain it the way you did just now, because obviously as a Muslim, well, yeah, like as a Muslim, again, like 
like I said, I've heard that, but the rationale, like the way that you explained it was so beautiful in the sense that you made it as though, yeah, like it's an acknowledgement of both, I guess, in some ex- to some extent, like both sides of your family are not wanting to erase. So I think it's really nice that you 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 said that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I know it's um. I mean, I I'm Christian now, but it's yeah, like it was it was very um normal, and I think um, <laughs> funnily enough, I think I remember saying this to my parents actually, being like, um, like. I remember having as I kind of got it sounds weird but like as a family kind of like shifted towards like Christianity having like I don't know if envy is the right word but I don't know why in my head there was something more communal or like more community centered in Islam but I think maybe it was more just I'd seen that a bit a bit more through like grandparents and and my dad and then like I don't know I feel like I just made that up but that is quite interesting but yeah I think there's something about like definitely acknowledging like both sides of the family um but and again in a way that was like it made complete sense in my head it was only when you start saying it out loud and people are looking at you sideways like what is this girl on so you're like okay I'm, not, I'm gonna stop saying that out loud now <laughs> um yeah I think like, everyone kind of just grew out of it but yeah it, exactly you do you do it makes um, sense in theory <laughs> exactly at the time I'm like oh yeah um but I kind of like on this community thing, actually, one of the things I wanted to ask as well was um, this is obviously perception. And I'm thinking particularly for people who are in like Western societies and it, it feels different, I guess, like being a black Muslim in a Western society. Um, and I say this because I've had some conversations again, when I think about like being a black Christian, like there's something about okay like this is a faith this is all this is what we say that we believe and as a community we come together but this like thing that doesn't um but like this lack of acknowledgement about the role that race plays and like how that can impact how much you feel like you're part of the community and I guess I kind of wanted to know if that had been your experience at all or any or an experience that you've observed do you know that kind of um Sorry, I'm stuttering there. Like, just <laughs> allow me no, to it's connect, fine, it's fine. connect myself. But um, when I, I guess, became slightly older, I had to do a bit of bit of reflection and really think about what my journey into faith was like before, like. I know it's going to sound weird, but before like mixing with the outside world, because I remember when I was younger, like little, little, as in like single digit years old, mid primary school. I don't even know if that made sense, but <laughs> we'll run with no, it. No, no, I know but, what you mean. Um, yeah. Like my first interactions like with Muslims was like within the Nigerian community. Like I went to a Nigerian mosque for the okay. most part of my childhood. Mm. So it was only when I was outside like sometimes during school or like when I would go to Islamic school where there was more where there were more like Muslims from different countries and it was only then that I guess I really started to question not question things but I guess from a young age like I always knew that as a black person like 
my I guess my journey into Islam and how I'm going to be perceived would be different but um, like I said I thought that in the most recent few years that I really thought that it's so necessary for me to go back because it wasn't always like that and I think that sometimes as black Muslims I know that I'm definitely been guilty of this myself is that sometimes well I'll say I because I'm talking about my own experience I don't want to you know project and whatnot but I really wanted to get out of this thing where it's like oh yeah you know being black and Muslim it's you know how do I call it like centering other people too much because like I said like my first introductions to Islam like, was from Nigerian Muslims so like it wasn't always the case that my um experience was always different but it was only when like, I give an example and I think I shared this recently where I was talking about it was on world hijab day I was just did a little post and I was talking about how oh yeah that was really great of, and I'll dig it out and share for people because I really enjoyed reading that thank you I love you. that you shared that thank you like I didn't even plan to it just happened but um one of the things that I said there was that one of the reasons why I started wearing hijab so young is because from then like from seven eight years old like I was already being I was already experiencing that kind of well you're not really Muslim because you're black mm. but obviously no one's gonna say that but yeah. you know you know and I think yeah that's been like the most part of my life I guess and you asked me something else sorry I'm just talking just no you, that's I'm fine just... I don't remember but I'm really enjoying it. I was like fascinated I was like, um, I'm going, yeah no 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 that that was really interesting because See, I, I find that really I find that really interesting and I think like you said when you started I think there's something very relatable for like black people of any faith right there is something that um I think there's a very unique experience that black people have actually in this world like even in black majority countries um but yeah I think when you like put that alongside faith it's a interesting but unique experience but on that what I wanted to ask now was I don't know if I'm thinking whether that's amongst Nigerians, but I'm thinking maybe more so black people. Do you find that there's like an almost intra-community of black Muslim people? So when I say that, it's like, okay, I think with like social media and like the internet, like black people are able to connect with each other all over the world. But do you actually find that sometimes you can relate more with like a black Muslim from the States or from Australia or from Dubai than maybe another black person even in the UK just because of that shared experience of being both black and Muslim or is that not really a thing um no it kind do you know what it kind of is I won't lie um I think but it's more I don't know why it's the case but I've noticed like there are certain I mean before I start like let me just say that I think that is so beautiful, like the way that we're all connecting and finding ourselves and going back to, and finding each other and going back to what I was just yeah. saying before, I'm so happy that now, like, you know, the narrative has kind of moved from, yeah, black Muslims exist. You can be black, you can be Muslim, like we're out here. I think it's, I'm so happy that like, we've kind of grown 
gone forward from there to more like you know this is where we're at like let's build like we don't need to spend so much time and energy like trying to prove ourselves to other people because at the end of the day like in the grand scheme of things it's they're not that important and you know just this idea of like you know how in uni or in school everyone's like you know decolonize this and that don't center whiteness or whatever Mm -hmm. I think it's so beautiful the way that we're all coming together now yeah Um, I mean I'm sure this has probably happened before but maybe I just didn't see it or appreciate it at the time but I think it's it's so necessary that it's happening like the way that it's happening yeah even despite some of the pushback like I remember a few years ago someone wanted to host like a black like African Caribbean Eid in the park and everyone was like well why is it only black people if we did this it's like okay but you're just proving why it's (laughs) why it's mainly for black people yeah um yeah I'm just really happy that we're centering each other now and I think yeah just listening to stories and experiences of black muslims outside of the uk has also Mm. been very comforting in the sense that you know we're not alone and yeah you know we can learn from each other we can help each other grow and just build connections like I've definitely done that and it's just been so cool how like so many different things just transcend borders that you wouldn't even realize unless you spoke to someone yeah no I love that and I love what you said there about um yeah like that transcending borders and having this like global community of like I guess like people like you which is really nice um yeah no thanks I feel like it's so interesting because I started this like episode about oh you know from like multi-faith background and all of this and yeah I still feel like I'm learning loads because I think because I'm not seeing that like on a day-to-day basis that I am still slightly removed from it even though I know like people practice do you know what I mean I think and that's why I'm asking all these questions about community because I'm not really um like privy to that not that I should be but it's just really great to hear a bit more um like a bit more about that really um and kind of similarly I was wondering kind of within the Nigerian community because you spoke about the fact that like for you your first like kind of like entry point was like Nigerian mosque for example do you find that I don't know I don't know if I should say like there's myth busting or there's like connection between like other ethnic groups within Nigeria because you have this connection of being Muslim so you know I'm going back to this thing about the idea of like it's a Muslim north and Christian south and like that's it which like I said I think it's more complex than that but do you find that actually you get to know more people from I guess I'm kind of like feeding into that stereotype now but more people from like the north or like it might be like Alsa or from like a different ethnic origin where like maybe you wouldn't have that connection otherwise possibly but also no I feel like I I asked you a lot there (laughs) no 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 no. and this I say this this may be partially like to my own ignorance but like if anyone was to like you know g-check me then cool but I think mainly because of the way that 
I don't know that I think partially because I don't see that many like house of people in the UK so <laughs> no I agree I agree you know I, I but I but like I said I don't know if that's just like if that's just me but yeah. I don't see that many even in the um well because the Nigerian Muslim spaces that I'm in are primarily Yoruba so I don't see that many. fair enough yeah that makes sense it's yeah. interesting the place that me and my mom go to well I don't go that much but my mom does and um, it's really interesting that there's actually more like um, people from like neighboring countries so we have people from Ivory Coast and we have people from I think Cameroon as well who also come so um, that's been interesting because obviously they also speak Yoruba and um so they come, we bond over there, we bond over food. So that's been great. And um, <laughs> but just, I mean, of course, bonding over food is... is is Agreed, agreed. It's one of my favourite things, bonding over food. But yeah, I think, but I don't, I wouldn't necessarily put that down to faith spaces alone. I think just when you move around, you know, when you move around, you tend to meet people from different walks of life. But I wouldn't like pin that down solely to religious spaces. Yeah, no, that makes yeah, no, that makes no, that makes complete sense. So I'm still laughing about this, like bonding over food and like other. <laughs> but it's true though, everyone. <laughs> no, it though. is. It is. Like it is. even amongst like the wider black diaspora, like that's just what we do. <laughs> no, it no, it really is. It's honestly one of my favorite things, and it's one of the reasons I cannot wait to start eating out again. And like literally just like going out with friends and like having good conversation over a good meal um um I think kind of like as we get to the close um but yeah I think or or maybe actually let me shift gears maybe I should ask like what's kind of been one um like one experience that's like stuck with you like being I think particularly like black Muslim like what's something that you're like this is very particular to like being a black Muslim that I that I love, that I think is unique, that I think is, is special, that um, might not be the same in kind of like other Muslim communities around the world? Hmm, um, that is a very, very profound question. Because um, my mind- I'm like, went, oh, you know, just a quick question on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. My mind went about three different ways, but um, my experience, I, I know for a fact that like, my experience as a Nigerian Muslim is going to be different to someone from Somalia or someone from Jamaica or someone from Kent like it will be so different but um yeah I just I just love the richness so much and how I don't know what it is but it just feels like there's this thing in black cultures that I've observed where like you just see sprinkles of islam there like even in things that aren't that aren't like inherently exclusive to um said culture or said religion like you just see like the islam kind of just stayed there a little bit and um i think that's what i was trying to get at that i was hinting at before Mm. about why I was telling why I was asking you to remind me to circle back to music yeah. because when I was growing up like when I first like started getting into hip-hop like I was young like I was like 10 so um again 
this is me using music and time as a reference. I was 10 back in like 07, 08. So around that time, obviously you can guess my favorite rapper of all time, Lupe Fiasco, like dropped his second album. Oh, okay. And let's see, um, this is why I like you, Samuel, because I feel like <laughs> every time I'm on like, like you're one of the few people that I'm like, you capture okay you know what let me not even go into a laugh about Lupe but like there's something about Lupe Fiasco that I feel like he captured something for like young black people with like specific interests and beliefs and a way of like they wanted to communicate oh I don't know but sorry continue I did not even mean to interrupt no, 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 but that, Lupe Fiasco is my guy that's, that's exactly it because I remember like even when I was younger like when I used to listen to his music I just thought like I just felt like it was so different to like a lot of the stuff that was out at the time like it just felt so like down to earth and so honest that like he just seemed like a regular guy and um obviously that all changed like when I found out that he was Muslim that I didn't know my sister was just like you know he's Muslim right and at the time I was just thinking like I just thought that was just the cherry on top of everything because (laughs) Yeah, yeah 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 but then also what it kind of made me do was like I started to realize like and again like everybody that kind of that obviously grew up Muslim and grew up on the blog era and like spent silly amount of time on the internet doing our top 25 rappers you didn't know were Muslim like I mean the lists are always questionable but you know that's that's for us it 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 doesn't you know it doesn't matter we know but I mean even little things like that but then going into kind of the deeper parts of it in the sense that when you think about when well when I think about hip-hop and when I think about religion and even gender to it to an extent like the way that they've all crossed for me just made like just kind of solidified my not only like my love for music but my kind of love for like connections and storytelling because a lot of things that I learned like from different black cultures and this isn't exclusive to American hip-hop by the way like this is just like music in general I was gonna say black music but then I realized like pretty much every music is black music but like Please you know what the I'm people saying. you know what I'm saying yeah, educate the people let them know <laughs> so uh, but as in in terms of like the storytelling aspect of it and the way that like references would travel across time across borders and the way that I think just hip-hop as a whole like speaks to so many of us in so many like different ways in that it gives a voice to people who otherwise wouldn't have one and it also ignites like and I know all music does this but I think I guess I'm using hip-hop just because it seems to be the most accessible and most like I don't want to say globally understood but for lack of a better word like that term especially amongst like young black people in the diaspora like it does something where it's kind of like our own universal like language and in terms of religion like so many themes that kind of permeate the genre whether that's themes of like justice or storytelling or just like language in general is something that I found really interesting growing up like as a black person who's Muslim and just piecing all of those things together and one thing that it's done 
well, I guess I'm using hip hop as a gateway here, but one thing that it's kind of cemented for me was that, you know, we, not only that we were always here, but like we was always here, we was always thriving, like we always had something to call our own. And, you know, how other people feel about it is just sometimes really, is sometimes really like misinformed and it's just so bastardized and made into this black and white thing. Cause I'm sure, I don't know, I'm sure many of you have been hearing <clears throat> all kinds of like opinions about whether music is haram and whatnot. But when we talk about hip hop, it's a different, it's different because like I said, hip hop storytelling, hip hop is like, even just as a point on its own, like hip hop is how like a lot of people I know or like I have listened to that's how they came to Islam mm, because of it and so for me it's like to say that you know something like that isn't good especially when I hear it like from other Muslims it's like you know it goes back to again like knowing the art form properly like knowing you know the founders and like knowing how this thing came about the importance of like being proud of your identity and not feeling as though you have to conform to something else to appear more Muslim. And I'm so happy that like, I'm seeing a lot more of that now where, you know, we are proud like to sort of stand on our own and not have to worry about outside perceptions because they're not important and, you know, with religion in general, I don't think that the aim of religion is to like make people change who they are. Like one thing that I found like going deep, like going deeper into religion, Islam, it was like, it was never made to, it was never like brought around to kind of make people change who they are. It was just to more like refine the good that is already here because I can't think of and I say this as a black person because so many times like there's so many things that we do and that we say like in our culture that are just deemed like bad just because we're black and more often than not it's not the case it's just like flat out racism and being able to kind of understand that you know the way we do things has so much power and like so much staying power and so much comfort as well to us is just something that we really need to cherish and hold on to and keep doing what we're doing. I don't even know if that's what you asked me, but I just thought that it was <laughs> important for me to share that. No, that's what I was just like, I'm just going to let Tamay continue. Like that was, yeah, no, that was a really, it's so interesting you talk about storytelling and stuff, but I think the way that you you wove in like, like music and the role of hip-hop and yeah kind of that relationship to Islam or at least what what you see and what you pull from it I think that's um yeah no I think that was really interesting um I feel like we need to do a part two of this conversation at some point <laughs> but yeah um because there are some other things that you you said in there that I'm like I want to unpack but um but yeah, I think kind of like as we as we wrap up, um, you might know, but like at the end of every episode, I ask my guest a question um, and that can either be related to like the topic or can be more general. But I always ask 
um, guests to say or like to tell us what's one thing they would tell their younger self? Oh, um, do you know what? I knew you were going to ask me this because, like I said, I listened to the other one and I had and I have a response for this one. So, <laughs> <laughs> this one, it won't be as much babble as the last one. The last one is what happens where you just leave me to my own devices. And no, yeah. I love that. Like, and I, that's the thing. I just want this to be like, no, I just want it to be conversation. I, I just want people to feel like they're listening to a conversation between like two friends and hopefully it sparks them to be like, you know, even if it's just like someone from this podcast is now going to go and listen to Lupe Fiasco, like that makes me happy. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> but um, yeah, sorry, go on. Um, no, but if I could tell my younger self something, I would say like just you know keep that fire in your belly and be more kind to yourself. Like give yourself more grace. And I say this because um, I remember when I was younger, like even my mom tells me this all the time, like. And I'm sure for people who, for people who know me now and for people who have known me for quite some time, it's like the confidence that I had when I was younger, like a child is nowhere near to where I'm at right now. Like eight year old me was running rings around 24 year old me. It's crazy. And it's crazy. I know, but I know it's like, something that happened in my mid-teens like a series of events that happened and it kind of um it kind of ruined that streak but I'm getting it back now so I'm happy and I think that when I look back at that time like that time in like my mid-late teens it was like I could really see I know it's gonna sound so sad and like I could really see like Pin, <clears throat> I could really pinpoint like the exact moments where like the inner child in me kind of faded out and died mm-hmm. and now that I'm like getting out of that funk I realized like I don't know if I did this I don't know if I would have done these things if said things didn't happen but I don't really look back at that those times and feel happy and that was because I just let so many opinions of like what other people thought that I should be and what other people thought that I should do and how other people thought that I should look permeate my mind to the point where like I was just never happy with myself and obviously you know eight-year-old me nine-year-old me like would not have any of that and I think as I'm getting older, I'm becoming more conscious of certain types of things that make me feel that way and certain types of people that make me feel that way. And it just feels so much more liberating. So I guess, yeah, to tell my younger self and to tell everyone, like, just, you know, keep that fire in your belly. Like, that's what has made me me. And that's why, like, people have good people have gravitated towards me in that way because they recognize that and I recognize that as well because sometimes people can tell you people can tell you no but you're this you're amazing you're this you're that but if you don't believe it then it just falls on deaf ears so yeah yeah, just I'll just tell my younger self and tell everyone else you know keep that fire in your belly you know do like just do you and good will follow well I hope it does I'm praying it does inshallah it does because like we've been going through it but you know yeah no I we've love been that. going I think, through it but yeah and I, I thank know. you for sharing that like 
I think that's uh, a theme that I think a couple of people say throughout season three and also just conversations that I've been having with people around the importance of having grace like for yourself but also just this recognition of like looking back and being like this was the point that like my confidence went or like this was the point where it shifted and like sometimes you don't realize because you're in it but like I think there is like you said kind of a liberation like even if you're unable like for people who are listening who might even be unable to act on that now but even maybe to like look back and be like okay I know what it is that's like caused my confidence to be low or um or like I know what it is or the kind of people who make me feel a type of way so I can be a bit more conscious of like not letting them like I don't know like what they say influence me or stuff so yeah I mean like personally I kind of like love I'm so happy we're kind of ending the season on that tone um because I really hope like again as people come out of I mean the year that was 2020 and has like filtered into 2021 um but yeah that we have a bit more grace for ourselves and more grace for each other and we um and I say this as someone who also was like dealing with this like just really trying to um yeah kind of like take that confidence back and like be a bit braver and yeah like not second guess and stuff so yeah it's really good oh Samia thank you so much I really enjoyed this conversation again I don't know if I asked you all the right questions but I loved all your answers um <laughs> you know like, thank you for being so happen? open as well um what's because no one has to be <clears throat> no thank you so much for having me like honestly it's been such a great conversation this has been really refreshing and, and fun like but I know what's gonna happen is I'm gonna listen back to this and two things are gonna happen the first one is I'm gonna be really cringe I'm gonna cringe because everyone does this right you know when you watch yourself back or you listen yeah. to yourself back and you're just like did I really say that like why would I say that but I think I'm getting better at that because I think now that I've had to do that more it's less I don't know it's less embarrassing unless like, yeah it becomes a bit no- more normal yeah because yeah, I relate to that I mean I don't really listen back to episodes myself because I'm like I'm not trying to hear myself no, because when I was younger like obviously when I was younger as well like I used to do a lot of performing so like but obviously because I was performing like in the moment I never really watched myself back it was only a few years ago when I used to podcast with my friends right a music podcast and I remember when we recorded the first episode and I've listened to it back. I was so embarrassed. I was like, guys, is there not a way we can cut this out and edit this? I want to do it again. Like, I hate it. But then by the time we got midway, it was, it was, um, yeah, like, I got used to it. I kind yeah. of just accepted, you know, this is, this is, this is it. And the second thing that's going to happen is I'm going to listen back to this and be like, I forgot to say that. Or <laughs> but what I really meant was this, this this and that but I do you know what let me not ruin it too much because I know you we're all going to listen back to this and have a lot of things to say and I'm sure as the conversations unfold exactly jog my memory and you know we'll be able to move forward yeah no, and, and so I much. hope that's the case like I always <laughs> say that I want these like episodes to be like a spark of wider conversation so mm-hmm. yeah like hopefully people get like involved like they'll follow you they'll follow the platform and yeah like yeah kind of like continue having having this conversation and you know if you are like oh I did want to say this and this and this 
part two soon come. Like, I'm here for <laughs> it. So, definitely. Yeah. Oh, Samia, thank you so much. This was a wonderful end to season three. Um, yeah, again, I'm so thankful that you were open and you shared everything that you did. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot um, and I'm hoping other people really value the conversation that we had today. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. It's It's been such a pleasure. You know, any excuse to talk about myself, I'm there. <laughs> love it <laughs> anywhere where I could talk about myself music and all of that like I'm there <laughs> no that's brilliant thanks so much Samia alright <laughs>